0: Hubhopper Originals Empowered women are the ones who can fight and go the extra mile for attaining their social-economic liberty and have the audacity to make their own choices and decisions for their benefit as well as for the society. Ambition, aggression and compassion are the character traits of an empowered woman with the potential to exercise the freedom fearlessly to chase her dreams. Welcome to How's the Josh podcast, I'm Umkar Chaudhary, your host. PR plays a very important role in flourishing and nurturing the brand. Our guest for today is, mind you, she's an extremely beautiful, hardworking, creative lady entrepreneur who owns the other circle PR brand, none other than Akanksha Gupta. Hey, hi Akanksha, welcome to the show.
1: Hey Umkar, how's the Josh? It's
0: hi sir. sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling me, Alamsha, how are you and how are you dealing with this whole quarantine and the lockdown thingy?
1: I'm very good. Firstly, thank you so much for having me on. It's just, I'm so excited. This is my first podcast, by the way. So, even That's more cool. excited about that. Um, we well, probably
0: the best one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, inshallah. And also, um, I think COVID is great. You know what? Um, I know a lot of people are talking about this as trial by fire. And, and I know that the world is changing. But I have a very, very different opinion about this entire COVID scenario. Um, I know that there are challenges and I know that it is a hard time for everybody. But if you ask me, COVID has been the biggest leveler. Matlab Agar if democracy Banani democracy, internally mm-hmm. company, maybe this is the best way to do it. Because I feel like now, uh, agencies of my size, which are your mid-level, right? We're not too small and we're not, uh, not that big either. Uh, I think we have a chance to sort of grab uh, uh, you know uh, the clients that we otherwise couldn't probably. Uh, our work has a lot more time uh, to be showcased. Um, it is. It is actually the time when my team has become a lot more closer together. So money will come and go. You know, money is a consequence of hard work, and maybe we need to work a little harder now. So um, I'm okay, and so is my team. To be honest.
0: Excellent. I mean, that there's so much of positivity, and there's so much of insightfulness in the answer. I'm like glad to connect with you.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad.
0: Right. And you have worked with multiple PR agencies before starting the other circle and you have done a lot of marketing job as well. Mm-hmm. And if you want to quote, PR is achieving the right perspective and audience for the talent and the content which is being nourished. So what is the unique touch that you offer to this entire scenario? Like how differently do you quote yourself, your work from others?
1: Wow, that's a loaded question, Omkar. Uh, first question, Iqdam loaded. Uh, <laughs> I feel like... Um we add humanity omkar to be honest right it's a people business that's something we need to understand we also need to be very cognizant of the fact that uh toc brings like adds the human equation back into the business right uh what i mean by that is look uh, beyond the point anybody can write a great email and beyond the point anybody can look great and walk the talk in that sense but we are the people who basically are behind the scenes, creating the conversation in the first place. That means our brains are in the right place, uh, our talent is in the right place. Also, we are not the kind of kind of people who need you know the, I, actually I want to share a story to help you understand why we are of this perspective. Um, So the agency is called the other circle because you know very erstwhile when I started my PR career um, a lot of people told me that you need to be a part of like this kind of a circle and you need to be either popular or you need to know this kind of people and build a network and to build a network you need to be a certain way and I'm a very very simple girl you know what I mean like I didn't want to like I wanted to just come honestly do a good job with integrity and walk away and we were a little drunk at that point so that may have also helped but we were sitting together and uh, me and my friends and i said no 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 i don't want to build a company like this and that and then i said that i'll start another circle only and that's when we said Oh, okay this will be the other circle so the other circle as an ethos from that time stands for people who want to do a great job and we'll build a network around the way so there are no rules so if i could tell you what we're excellent at we are great at integrity um, we lead from the front. We're always there for the client. So even if we mess up, we're the first set of people who'll say, "Hey, we made a mistake, but this is how we're going to make up for it." So we're adding humanity back to the business, and that's honestly what's taking. I feel like sets us apart.
0: Wonderful. I mean, it it has got everything that it should always have, and that's what makes it real and the like, you know the authentic brand.
1: I hope so. You know, I mean, we're working very hard towards building that. And to be very honest, once again, you know, Umkar. We are nothing without the team. So I have the good fortune uh, of of being the face of the brand, but there is zero that I am worth if it's not for my team. So that's something also I want to say.
0: Rightly said. Rightly said. And also, Agangsha, in one of your interviews, you said that vision to look into anything without a set of preconceived notion mm-hmm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. So, like, what is your idea? Like, why did you quote it in this way?
1: Um. Honestly, Umkar, uh, the idea is. Uh, you know, a lot of times in PR, uh, people talk about like a cut, copy, paste model, right? So let's take an example of a restaurant that we may launch. A lot of times people think, what are you going to do? You're going to do a launch party. You will call an X number of people who will post X number of things on Instagram. You'll get an X number of reviews. You'll call maybe a few bloggers here and there. And that's it. You know, uh, that's when it is done. Uh, With us, what happens is that uh, we basically look at look we, we we want to approach it differently and the, which is why we've basically at every project at the beginning of every project we forget what we've learned in the previous one uh from perspective of approach so everything should deserve its own ray in the sun which is why not having preconceived notions of how something should shouldn't be but also respecting industry knowledge is a very fine line to walk in so that's why i mentioned that and in fact uh You'll notice this across the board with our team as well. Whenever we're approaching a particular uh, new task or an industry or let's say a product or let's say a celebrity that we manage, the first thing we do is we write down all the stuff that's been done in the past and we trash it. And then we start afresh.
0: All right. So whatever, there's no preconceived notion with it. It's like a fresh start. It's a new page. It's a new book.
1: Yeah, but, but what's important to understand is that you're taking learnings away. You're not taking opinions forward right. you know what I mean? that's important to understand yeah
0: yeah so even if I quote then it's a new page or it's a new book but with a lot of a uh, lot of experiences the writer is writing the new page or the new book which Absolutely. is definitely right the experience that you've carried away till then right and due to the unprecedented lockdown that we all are facing there has been a major unabsorbed shock in the business in the industry mm-hmm. so how do you cope up with that
1: you know I'll be honest the first uh so um So uh, 50% of our business is hospitality, right? And the other Mm. part of the business is art, culture, lifestyle, e-commerce, startups, celebrities. Um, So we actually saw that anything that had a physical space uh, was obviously paused. So restaurants paused, a lot of our art, culture, theater, play uh, clients, those guys paused. Um, And what's important is uh, two things, you know, honestly, uh, Omkar, One was we were very clear that we will not misinform the client. Uh, what that means is we are not looking at being short-term players, right? We are their partners. And if they're partners, what was important was to give them the right advice, which meant we told them that they may, they may need to do PR for, for the following month to be able to combat like negativity. But at the same point of time, should they choose to pause, then they should pause. So that, that, that honesty was important, which is why for us, you won't believe all our clients are speaking to us already saying, okay, if we open in June and July, what is your strategy? So we've been very, very lucky on that front. Um, But the first two weeks were very hard because uh, almost 50% of the clients had passed. I Mm -hmm. think we had a lot of, uh, uh, I I, I mean, there was a lot of insecurity on where the business would go, how long it would be, what would happen to our own health. Uh, We as an agency also, Umka, we gave a a work from home way earlier than a lot of other people did. I think between 13th to 15th March is when we had already moved to a work from home uh, scenario, you know. And you won't believe, like, it sounds easy, but when you're running an office, you know, for example, a lot of people may not have systems at their house. They may not have high speed internet in their house. They may not have a room where they can sit quietly and work, you know. So there are a lot of things that you need to consider when you're doing this. So there was insecurity there. Uh, There were definitely conversations about uh, salary that whether we'd we'd even be able to pay it on time or not, or what would we be able to pay? Because, you know, cash flow became a really big issue. So those were very very hard questions that we faced within the first month only.
0: Right, right, and also speaking about the salary, I mean uh, during this whole Corona thingy, the after Corona thing, what comes up is what comes up is nothing but the salary cut. Right, because the offices are not working in full fledge, and there's like uh, almost like fifty percent of the staff is working, or else either the guys are working from their home. Mm-hmm. So how do employees combat that with utmost efficiency when it comes to the whole salary cut and the whole scenarios that is there around?
1: so again absolute honesty i think from the time we did work from home uh, we started um, we created a little bit of a schedule because we knew that to keep the team together we needed face time so we created the first thing we did was we created something called a town hall concept so every monday the entire team comes together and we talk to each other about what's going on in the industry what's going on in business and what are the uh, things all of us are facing so my brother and i co-run the business Um, So, right from the time where we've either lost a client, uh, from the time where a client has paused, from the time that a client has not paid, to where we are with respect to efficiency, to an extent where we've opened up our books of accounts to our team, which means that if they want to open and they want to basically check where the cash flow is, they definitely can, because it's their right, right? Because we have also undergone salary cuts as an agency, uh, which is unfortunate, but we, we need to do what we need to do to survive. Uh, but that comes in the commitment of ensuring not even one person loses their job. So we've been very, very clear. So right from what we also did was we ensured that we paid March salaries in full somehow or the other because we understood, right? Everybody has to plan for the future months. And as uh, as their family, if I may put it that way, it was very important for us to tackle that question upfront. So any kind of tricky conversation has been tackled head on. So we have 30 people in the agency They log in together. No question is taboo. Everyone can ask us anything that they want to. On top of that, uh, my co-founder and I, uh, my brother and I, we have given up salaries for six months. So from March till at least till foreseeable December, we are not going to be taking salaries. Uh, Whatever monies uh, we had as a little bit of profits we had made last year, we pumped them back into the agency. So the idea is absolute transparency and informing them where we are at. Uh, Also, to be honest, they also have questions. And of course, I mean, you know, I understand we're putting everybody in an uncomfortable position, but the world is in an uncomfortable position. But I'm very proud to say not even one person from the team has looked at it as a fault. You know what I mean? We've spoken about it as mature adults.
0: Exactly. I mean, Agangsha, you've been very concentrated. There's so much of transparency, and now, like you know, listening to you, I really feel that I should really join the other circle because I want a boss like you.
1: <laughs> I'm sure they also think I'm not so nice on days when I'm angry. <laughs> but please do come, come chill with us when things open
0: definitely definitely and i so back then in 2013 when you started the other circle and now in 2020 definitely you must have gone undergone a great evolution as a person mm-hmm. as a personality so what are the major changes that you have seen how would you brief it
1: oh wow uh, you know honestly i am a very different person than what i used to be then um and, and i mean i have become a lot more spiritual if if that makes any sense um i think there's a lot that i have understood as a business owner is not in my control. Um, And that has been, uh, you know, amazingly when you grow higher up, you think a lot about hierarchy and you think a lot about having control on things. I am the other way around. I have learned to loosen up control. I've learned to trust my team a lot more. Um, I think the biggest learning I have also had is um, we don't beat around the bush when it comes to making big decisions. Uh, I think around the fourth or fifth year, to be honest, um, we, we've always wood, grown faster than we can manage. You know? I think that's a good problem to have. Uh, but I think that we took a lot of time to make right decisions. We, we, we were very confused. Uh, both of us, haven't my, my brother and I have not had a business background, so everything's a new experience. So I think what we learned to do was the biggest learning, if I may put it that way, is to take any decision. Whether it's good or bad, is all, bad is always going to be in hindsight. But the biggest learning has been to take a decision upfront. And secondly, is leading with empathy. I think what's most important is, I think we are so used to going into jobs where we're used to being, I don't know, mentally abused or or think about, you know, this is what has to be and not having a life outside. If you have to be a successful PR professional, you have to have a life of your own because that's what you bring to the table. Those experiences are what you bring to your workplace and that's very important uh, third is to sort of build people from within so for example even right now where we do have certain people who are moving on we are looking at promoting people from within then hiring people from outside so the idea is to lead it like, think about it as your own nation if you were the president of your own nation you will do everything for the benefit of your janta. And that's the way we look at it uh, and our people come even before our clients so people first clients second
0: perfect perfect. everything that a perfect boss should ever have a better boss should ever, always have
1: <laughs> i'm telling you i have so many bad faults i have so many faults also no i mean we should at some point i think if you join me for a drink i will tell you and i will give you instances of so many times i put my foot in my mouth <laughs> <laughs>
0: Never mind. But I I think uh, the next question that I have for you is that how do you build this long lasting impressions and networking in the industry? I mean, definitely there's a transparency. You are quite considerate as a person. Uh, You are very honest and very open towards what is happening in the office and in the industry. But apart from that, is there something that you have within you? What is that spice element that that keeps on building a long lasting impressions and the networks in the industry?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I think it would be three things only. One is I I don't understand the word no only. I no bolta journalists, no so I think not understanding the definition of that term has helped me so far. Um secondly, you know, I've also learned to not like we don't fake it, which means that if we don't have knowledge about something, we're honest to say, hey, I want to learn. So that 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 that, Char, that 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 you know that fire to keep learning is is what is really interesting because you know um, you learn so much uh, the, the minute you're able to tell somebody hey i don 't know something uh, without feeling embarrassed about it and having the self confidence to come from a place of no no, I want to understand this because I want to be able to contribute to a conversation is greater than looking stupid, so that has really taken us far, and third is honestly to have no fear um. And when I say have no fear, it means the amount of times, honestly, we've had sweaty palms when we've wanted to call an editor or maybe when we're at a big networking event to, to approach somebody has been massive. But what's important is to go to that person and say, hey, I have a sweaty palm and when I'm trying to talk to you, so would you mind and entertaining me for a minute so I get over this? And that has been the best conversation starter I've had for, I don't know, seven years counting.
0: Wonderful. That's so beautiful. I mean, you're so honest about yourself as well.
1: No other
0: right. way. <laughs> and also, there's uh, one more individual question that I want to ask. And you're an individual entrepreneur, so definitely I can't end this conversation without asking you this question. So, being a woman, did you ever had to speak loudly to be heard for the deaf men who are trying to prove their toxic masculinity?
1: Wow. Um. I would like to. I would like to tell you how this has affected me. Um. And I speak about it very passionately. I think earlier it didn't matter and i'll be very very honest with you earlier it didn't yes. matter cuz we were really small right so it, it it like there was no there was no voice to be heard so when we first started the business we didn't stand for anything uh, we were just trying to get by so then the voice didn't matter then when we started listening to other men there was fear and uh, i'll be honest i took three steps back and took one step forward there were times when we raised our voice to an extent where Uh, I I don't know I think we rattled things way beyond we should have and went overboard but now I think what I've realized is um, it's actually a part of uh, Greek philosophy that I believe in is that if there is a man who tries to contest me on a table I step back from it because that means I'm trying to put him at my level and honestly he probably wouldn't be so why would I fight
0: wonderful that's really intelligent I said no you're quite intelligent as an entrepreneur (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much right and like you know whenever we see women the other thing that comes into our mind is shadi and then Mm budget so you want uh, this this whole scenario really excites me to ask you this getting married is associated with getting a baby and then ultimately looking after the progeny and then compromising the workspace Mm -hmm. so did you how like, how do you mani- manage your marriage? Okay, like, how do you manage your marriage and continue to be professional, elegant, yet a strong diva?
1: So luckily for me, I had a baby before my marriage, which is called the other circle. So my husband knew what he was getting into way before he got into it. And <laughs> it was very, very clear from day one that this would be my child. Uh, this would be the child that I would not give up. Um, you know, um, it was very important to have had this conversation before i decided to um tie the knot um because i knew that um also you know what um, I, i'm a little bit of a mix of traditional and modern what i mean by that is if i ever decide to have a child and i tell this to all entrepreneurs that speak to me um the important part is to understand that like how when you started your business you put your day and night into building your business you will probably put your day and night into bringing your child up so that conversation needs to be had in a very in, in a lot more intelligent fashion. Uh, the world will expect you to get married and have a child the same way the world will expect you to be a CEO and come back home and cook a meal. Um, it completely depends on what you want to listen to. Uh, and honestly, we can just blame it to the fact that there's so much thrown at us anyway that we can just act a little blind or deaf to a lot of things that that are thrown at us. But um, I think what's important is to understand that we do things at our own pace. And as long as you involve enough people within the office, uh, as well as uh, uh, within the home, into what you're trying to do, I don't think it's that hard. Uh, A couple of women who who, who are probably from, you know, I actually went into this, um, we got selected by Goldman Sachs for something called the 10,000 Women Programme. Uh, which is where they basically choose 10,000 women businesses across the country. And they train them to become better CEOs and better leaders. So I had the good fortune of spending time with around 55, 56 of those women and learning from them. And a lot of them have children. Uh, A lot of them have started their businesses after they got married. And if we were to actually open our eyes and see the women that are leading right now, you'll realize that this question, I mean, I think we're way past it. I think what we should ask is how the kids can keep up with dynamic mothers or husbands for that matter.
0: Right, right. I mean, I was completely baffled. I mean, the way you answered it, I mean, it's definitely apt for this particular century that people must understand. When it's a child, definitely the conversation needs to, we, we need to have those conversations because the conversations really bring in the, pull in a lot of creativity as well as a lot of clarity Absolutely. for what's been happening around. Right. Also, uh, Akanksha, failure is something that we have all come across. And one of your interviews, you said that uh, you look forward to what lessons you can take from from your failure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a few things amongst all that you have learned so far. Like, could you spill certain beans about what you have learned so far amongst the, all that you have?
1: Definitely. Um, you know, actually, um, there is a client of ours called Vanshika Goenka, very very inspirational lady. Um, you know, when we were looking at working with her and we were researching on their, their company ethics, we realized one of our core ethics, I mean, she's put it out best. So I'm going to, it's her line. I will give her complete credit. But fail fast and fail forward. Uh, that, that's my biggest learning. The idea, I see you're going to fail anyway. And, and, you know, unfortunately, the Indian connotation of failure is such a detrimental death sentence, which it really isn't. Think about, you know, you, you, know, you won't believe, you know, what is the toughest thing that a human body is put through while we were growing up. The toughest thing that a human body is put through is when we are little kids and we learn to walk. Because that is the toughest thing your body is put through. It's not when you grow older, when you have arthritis, nothing. That is the toughest task for your body. And we learn that when we don't even know how to think. So failure and how many times do we fall and how many times do we get up? So failure is something that is inbuilt into the very DNA of learning. And the minute you think of it as that, it makes it so much easier. So the first thing is to fail forward, fail first, fail fast, so that you can get it done and move on to the next step. It's like playing Candy Crush, like two stars, three ba third star, then you know that you've already gained confidence to move on to the next level. You don't need to look at that level again.
0: Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's very true. Like, it's all okay to fail, right, Akansha?
1: Absolutely. In fact, I think we should fail as fast as we can and as soon as we can.
0: Right. And there's one more uh, very much of entertaining question that I want to ask when we start off as a beginners, there's definitely we do make mistakes. We don't keep up with the standards of the industry. Maybe writing a mail, simple thing, writing a mail or maybe having a presentation, uh, getting a client and something. And then we feel I, are, uh, I, I did not keep up with the industry standards. I just fumbled. I could have done even much more better. And there's a bit of a guilt at the same time. Mm-hmm. So like how a person tackle this whole entire scenario
1: or not matching like an industry standard you mean
0: i mean uh, many a times if you see people out there they're very proficient in writing the mails maybe we would have made certain mistakes while quoting a mail yeah or while the mail then again when it comes to presentation people have this beautiful look they're very sharp and elegant they know how to put out a point and get a client mm-hmm. but it has a big sometimes the people might miss on miss mm-hmm. out on those important and significant points and then there's a bit of a guilt i could have even done i could have done even more better mm-hmm. i feel this so there's so much of guilt. There's a bit of, again, there's a bit of a motivation, but there's more of a guilt. So how a person can combat that and move ahead?
1: It's a great question, Onkar. Uh, and no one's ever asked me this. And actually, it's such an important question. Um, you know, two things I feel. Um, one is that I think the guilt should exist. I think it uh, that means you care. So that's a good guilt to have. Uh, you know all emotions that we feel, or, or any feeling that we have, e- including anger at your boss, which mo- which most people say you shouldn't have. You definitely should be angry with your boss. But uh, <laughs> what I mean to say is that those th- those emotions exist because they sort of they they are like your metric, right? They're like they, they are basically explaining to you that okay, you need to work on something better. And to be able to get over the guilt, I think what is most important is to make your own notes. And be able to take time from whoever it is, even if it's competition, to be able to say, hey, I want to learn, would you teach me? Our fear and all this, you know, uh, we've grown up reading things or sort of observing spaces where they teach us that it's not okay to ask questions beyond the point. Be curious about your guilt as well is what I would say. Be guilty, but be curious about your guilt.
0: Great, great. I mean, that, that really answered the inner question. That, that, that was actually my own question that I really wanted to ask you. I mean, baki rest of very something that has come up very spontaneously that I've been facing it uh, quite a while. And I was like, I must ask this to Akanksha.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you did. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Akanksha, I mean, it was a great fruitful session wherein I learned so many things. I mean, there are very few podcasters which teach us so much. And this is one amongst that. I'm so happy and I'm very obliged that you said yes to it.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I am very excited because, as I said, I'm recording my first podcast. I feel like there's, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, you get a badge. I feel like I'm wearing a badge, like a tick mark saying, "Hey, I made one too." So I'm really happy.
0: <laughs> right, right. I hope you ha- you had the same kind of excitement and the, uh, like. You enjoyed it,
1: Omkar. You've asked me questions that I haven't been asked before. So I'm. You can hear it in my voice. In fact, because usually, as an entrepreneur, you're asked very similar questions, but. Thank you so much for taking the time out and investing yourself in asking me these questions. It's been a blast.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So thank you once again, Akanksha, and uh, we are good to go then.
1: All right. Thanks so much. Thank you, Umkar. Have a good day and stay safe.
0: Hey guys, it was a very fruitful session with Akanksha Gupta. She's the CEO of the Other Circle, wherein we learned that failure is inbuilt in the DNA, as well as learning is your best friend. She's quite transparent when it comes to her work as well as a consummate boss. So definitely check out this whole session. Tune in, and there's a lot more noteworthy notes that you can take from this and apply in your life. So stay tuned to House of Josh podcast. We'll come up with yet another exciting and fruitful and knowledgeable episode of season two. Till then, stay tuned. Take care. Bye bye, and listen to House of Josh season two. Your unbounded dose of Josh in association with Panout Media. Thank you.